This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, anyone who knows nothing about soccer will immediately recognise one name, and it's the name of John Delaney, who was chief executive of the FAI for 15, 16 years. He stood down eventually in 2019. He was embroiled uh, in all kinds of trouble, scandal, Perhaps, and he is um, at the moment and has been since 2019 uh, being investigated by the Office uh, of the Director of Corporate Enforcement, that's the ODCE, and they are trying to find out if there was any impropriety during his time as Chief Executive of the FAI. He lives in England now, as indeed does the new Chief Executive of the FAI, Jonathan Hill, who also lives in England. So if there's anything happening in England, uh, the FAI is well-placed to get a handle on it. Uh, Delaney's demise really was the result of a brilliant piece of investigative journalism by Mark Tai of the Sunday Times. He fought it very hard, took an injunction out, but uh, the Sunday Times, to its great credit, persevered, went to see a judge late on Saturday night and won the right for Mark Tai's piece to be published, and Mark was Journalist of the Year for this piece, which really can be said to have changed Irish football, uh, not necessarily at the moment in a good way. Mark, thank you very much for joining us. You've moved to the Sunday Independent now, and good luck with your new job. Uh, your story, your new story about Delaney led the paper on Sunday, and it's about emails Delaney is attempting to conceal, and it's extraordinarily complex on one level, but on another level, it seems to be holding up uh, what many people believe is still a serious investigation. Yeah, thanks, Eamon. Yeah, so uh, like in the, in my first week in Sunday Independent, just uh, happened to come a few weeks after the the most recent hearing in this kind of what's become an epic legal battle between Delaney and the ODCE in the High Court before before Judge Leone Reynolds, and we got our hands on this uh, lengthy spreadsheet. Um, so when they went in, back if we go back to February 2020, the ODC and the Gardaí who are on the comment there, they got a search warrant from the district court, went into Abbottstown, seized hard documents and um, electronic data consisting of about a quarter of a million emails 
um, from Delaney's records. And uh, fast forward two and a half years, and they've been fighting basically over which of these documents are legally privileged. So Delaney's saying, look, there's about 1,123 emails where he's either saying they contain legal advice, so that's called uh, legal advice privilege, or there's a different kind of legal privilege called litigation privilege, where a document is prepared um, for litigation. And what what's interesting is that the ODC is saying, well, look, if you're if you're claiming litigation privilege, there has to be actually litigation. You can't be talking about historic things where the cases are settled. Um, yes. And you know, long long and long done and dusted. And was extraordinary looking through the file that Delaney um, has submitted in his submission, which we went through in detail is that he said there's some 78 pieces of litigation, some going back to 2011, which he says are still extant. In other yes. words, you know, are still ongoing. So litigation privilege still applies. And then this is being looked at kind of scornfully by the ODC's lawyer saying, well, look, this, this, this can't be true. You know, there's no, what, what's the evidence that, you know, a, a court actually took against a small website, you know, we're talking about League of Ireland football in, yes. in 2013 is still ongoing. And, and why this is important is that uh, one part of the ODC investigation is looking at what happened with settlements that Delaney received, you know, which were taken and paid for by the FAI, whether it was AML Goodbody, a big corporate law firm, or Paddy Goodwin, a smaller firm that Delaney used both personally and with the FAI. Some of those legal settlements, the payments, they ended up in very strange places, including one company which we reported on my, with my previous newspaper, Sunday Times, Pillarview, which is very much um, under-focused by the the, uh, the OVCE because money was kind of washing between uh, Delaney and Pillarview and there's all sorts of company law issues that arise there because Delaney was not a shareholder or a director of that company and it's all a bit strange. Yes, and one of the points about uh, Delaney w- was he did really rule with an iron fist. He had complete control of the FAI uh, mm-hmm. for a long period of time. And he was involved in all kinds of extravagant payments. Uh, Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane, uh, Giovanni Trapattoni, uh, very expensive. He, he was far-sighted, as I saw it at the time, and many others. He was bringing in the best um, managers money could buy, and it was a lot of money um, that was... There now, when you broke the case, the first surprise and what you revealed was that John Delaney had, from his own personal bank account, lent mm-hmm. the FAI a hundred thousand euros. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. And in, in and, uh, April twenty seventeen, go back to it. Yeah. Yes, and everyone thought that was very strange. On its face, it looked as if the good old chief executive was giving him a dig out. But it wasn't simple yeah. as that was. No, no, and 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 this is kind of the extraordinary, you know, the mixing of personal and professional. As you can see with these F- FAI emails that we we're digging into, um, you know, he was using FAI executives, uh, Rhea Walsh and Carl Heffernan, or, uh, who you know, Rhea Walsh was the in-house solicitor. Carl Heffernan was commercial director, but he had a background working for AIB. So the the mixing of personal and professional was there. He had F- FAI staff working on his personal transactions, his business dealings, but as well then John Delaney was extracting money from the FAI and putting money back in. And there was no and what we found, you know, that there's been uh, an audit, a couple of audits done both by Mazars and Cosi, that there was no actual uh, ledger done, you know, of how much money was going in from Delaney, how much money was going out. And when Cosi went sat down and went through the numbers for Sport Ireland, they found that 
Delaney had benefited to the tune of almost €1 million Euro over just over five years, while he paid back something in the region of a quarter of a million um, in that money. They found that he'd come out to the, in, in, in the positive to some €770,000 you know, net uh, yes. benefits, you know, and that included, you know, the, some of these legal settlements that he received. But one of the, you talk about how he ruled with an iron fist, and one of the ways he did that was through the use of solicitors yes. by gay and Elko body and Paddy Godwin that would send a legal letter to anyone that would dare even, like, like one of the guys I spoke to, he ran a League of Ireland website, and he, all he did was question the way that Delaney is going about trying to replace uh, Trapatoni. Um, and, and we, you know, uh, he was questioning kind of the selection process and saying that this is kind of a, you know, a farce that Delaney has, is the final say. You know, he, he's actually directing the whole thing. That's all he did. You know, that was fair comment. But yes, he gets a letter from Paddy Goodwin and then fast forward to 2022 and Delaney's still trying to ha- uh, protect those, um, emails, you know, from anyone seeing, uh, you know, what was the actual relationship. And so the ODC, ODC is like, we've got a criminal investigation here investigating the use of the FBI's finances, investigating possible breaches of company law. We want to see all these emails for our criminal investigation and that anything, no, these are legally privileged. And this is what we're coming back to is Leonie Reynolds, the judge will have to rule on this in the next couple of weeks. She's reserved judgment after a, a hearing at the end of May. Yes, and one of the demands Delaney is making is that the judge will have to review every individual document before ruling uh, on his privilege claim. Uh, that's a lot of reading for a judge who I'm sure uh, is extremely busy, uh, Justice Reynolds. Exactly, yeah. Like that, to, to go through individual, like it's already taken, it's, the, the whole process has been a bit of a farce, to be honest. Um, we've, we've brought in two senior counsels to review each of these individual emails, and this is kind of the, the interesting thing in, which is in Delaney's favour. They they did mark, like Delaney made claims of privilege and they did mark each of these uh, documents that are being fought over now, the 1,123 emails, as possibly legally privileged. And uh, what the ODC... Just yeah. to uh, butt in, Mark, if you'll forgive me, the family law issues are involved, he claims, in many of these. And that, of course, is a, a family law does have privilege, doesn't it? Well... Or does it? it, it well, what, what, it, once the case is finished, litigation privilege should fall aside. Now, like some of the stuff that's being thought about is like a, a, a statement of John Delaney's financial resources, you know. So that might have been, that was prepared with maybe financial advisors, um, with his bank, various banks or business advisors. And now the, the ODC is saying, okay, it might have been prepared for the, 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 the family law case, but, you know, we still think that's interesting and relevant to our legal case. And we, the family law case is settled. Uh, we think we should right. be able to access that. And, you know, the judge has said, well, that's a good point. You know, she's, she's commented, you know, how, how can legal advice, you know, how can that have, um, privilege that the case is settled? The, um, you know, it's, it's not a, a legal advice. It's a record from, you know, financial advisors. So, you know, that's something that the, the judge will have to rule on eventually. The, 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 there were two court, court appointed senior counsel who, who did mark it as litigation privilege. But they didn't know the context of what the, the ODC was investigating. They didn't know, you know, what the guardie you're actually looking to get. So I think they, they may have erred in the, the side of caution and marked all these things as litigation privilege. Yeah, one of the payments, and it was quite a substantial sum of money, I think, was to a former friend, a female friend of John Delaney's, who said she never got that amount of money. Am I right about that? 
Yes, yes. Among the, the, the variety of things being investigated by ODC are payments to Susan Keegan, who yes. was an ex-girlfriend of John Delaney's, and these were made in around 20, 2011. Um, so Susan Keegan, uh, who's the ex-wife of Gary Keegan, who's a well-known um, sports psychologist and kind of you know expert in high-performance sports, um, she dated John Delaney in around Euro 2012 and there were payments we found payments of up to 95,000 now I think she's accepted that she's got some of those payments but there was invoices made to the FAI she believed that you know, any payments that came from John Delaney were personal payments she right she is told um, and I think Gardy and Nazar both have been out to Spain where now Susan Keegan now lives to interview her about this um, like I think one of the payments maybe was used to buy a car another was um, to do with going to a foreign wedding. You know, but these are payments made from the FAI. Yep. And when FAI staff and executives were questioning this, um, they were told these are payments to do with setting up, uh, they were agent payments to do with setting up a pair of frenzies between Ireland and England, uh, which happened, I think, in the late 90s, you know, and which clearly Susan Keegan had nothing to do with. And when investigators went looking, they found the invoice um, it was created in Microsoft Word and was created on John Delaney's personal computer for one of the the, the, the several payments of ten thousand euros that went to Susan Keegan. So again, that's that's something. Um, if you go back to these emails that Delaney is claiming privilege over, he's saying any emails to do with that. I got legal advice from um, Paddy Goodwin in this case, who was his former solicitor, and he's trying to protect those emails, um, which may relate to the Susan Keegan transactions from from going to the ODC. Is the feeling, Mark, that uh, he's playing for time? He lives in England now, I understand. Um, yeah. And he, he may well be, these may be, well be an attempt to these uh, denial of access to play for time. One, uh, some of his emails, a few of them went to the PR uh, consultant, Terry Prone, for example, but <laughs> her PR advice didn't work very well if it was that. Uh, for for John Delaney, but he's claiming privilege over it. Yeah, he's, uh, that's they're among the emails. You know, there's emails to um, his sister Jane, uh, there's emails to uh, Emma English, his ex fiance, yes. Susan Keegan. So again, you know, the, where this is what the ODC is arguing in court that if, if it, they they say that these emails counter um, um, a, a waiver of privilege because only if a document is contains legal advice between you no, know, if you get advice off your solicitor, that, that that should be normally privileged. But if you're sending it to a third party, then that, the ODC argues, well, that's a waiver of privilege. You send it to non-lawyers, so how can it still yes. contain this this privilege? Uh, your question on delay, um, that has been accused. That is something the judge in this case has said to him that Delaney is dragging his feet. Um, now in his in his affidavit, he's filed at least half a dozen affidavits. He's saying he wants this done and dusted as soon as possible. He's complained that um, the ODC has restricted access to the emails so that he can't get copies of them. He, he says a lot of these are very historic. I can't remember all the details. So out of an abundance of caution, I'm claiming privilege over them because I want to maintain my privilege. So there's two counter arguments he's saying. He says he wants this done and dusted as soon as possible. But then, you know, he's very much trying to keep the emails out of the ODC um, uh, reach um, you know, and review. So he's saying, no, I, I still want to maintain my privilege. So he kind of want, he wants it both ways. I suppose he'd, like I suppose legally he, he he can he's allowed to do that you know if he thinks these are privileged the judge may still rule in his favour so you know that's up to the judge to, to decide what is interesting as well as you say he he is based in London he's working as a sports consultant 
and uh, the company he's working at is called Delay Limited, which you know <laughs> it may be, it, you know it, it may be the take on his on his surname. Um, others will say, well, that's kind of an, an ironic name given what he's been accused of by the judge in the case of dragging his feet. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Now, uh, the judge in the case, Ms. Justice Reynolds, has reserved judgment, and she said in doing that uh, that she would deliver her ruling as quickly as possible, being mindful of the length of time this email dispute has been before the courts. Although he is, to some extent, a figure of ridicule and fun now with Irish fans and and so on, this is a, a serious matter, isn't it? I mean, the Office for... Corporate enforcement uh, is a serious organization. This is a serious case. These could be criminal uh, proceedings. And uh, behind all of that is the wreckage of the association that he left behind. Yeah, it's incredibly serious for, for all sides, you know, for Delaney, who's, you know, he's been working as a consultant for various companies over in England, like including uh, Evo Pro and a, a cycling company. He was helping them out and trying to get sponsorship. Um, you know, so for his reputation, it's obviously incredibly serious. Uh, for the ODCE, it's an, an incredibly serious case. They put a lot of time and resources into this. Yes. They've had some failures in the past, you know, with the, we all know what happened with the Anglo shredding, uh, you know, yes. in, in the case with Sean Fitzpatrick. That was a spectacular failure. They've been under review. They're, they're due to be reformed in the coming weeks to a new agency called the Corporate Enforcement Agency, which will give them kind of more power to recruit. Like they are strictly hampered. In terms of, um, you know, anytime it, they need Gardy to do all the kind of dog work, um, you know, they're investigating, they're taking up interviews, statements, and they have a very small team. I think it's only about a dozen or less Gardy, and 
I know the corporate enforcement agency, they're trying to, there's an MOU to be signed with Drew Harris, the Garden Commissioner, to ensure that there'll be at least a doubling of those resources. You know, these are, and these need to be specially trained Gardaí who are trained in, you know, financial accounts, um, which are very hard to come by. I, mean, I know the, and the Gardaí have competing kind of resources. They have of their course, own yeah. Bureau of Fraud Investigation where they want to keep those, you know, highly trained Gardaí who are also highly sought off in, in the in the private sector. You know, you have your KPMGs and various auditing firms who love to have those kind of well-trained Gardaí brought in as advisors and consultants. Um, so for the ODCE, they've invested a lot of time and resources in this. So it, it, there's a lot of stake. And also, obviously, for the football fans, for the FAI, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, you know people think this case is dead or has gone away. But, you know, there's, there's still a reckoning to be had here. And it's not just John Delaney that's under investigation. There are other people, other directors, um, yes. external people as well who are all, have, I know have been interviewed and um, you know the case kind of has been delayed and held up by this lengthy um, fight over these emails um, and already like Re- Justice Reynolds has issued one ruling where the ODC made an attempt to get the emails all released under a, something that's called a crime and fraud a- exception uh, where they say, look, we believe these emails may have been used in the, in the use of, um, or, or carrying out of a fraud. Yes. And, uh, she, she, there was kind of a standoff there. She didn't give a, a final ruling. She said, look, I need more invest, I need more information on how that could be the case. And the ODC were saying, we're keeping our cards close to our chest. We don't want to say that. We don't want to give them a kind of a clue of where the investigation is ongoing or where the investigation is heading. Uh, so it's, it's very much a standoff, um, in kind of release of information on, on the investigation. But it's, as you say, it's, it's very high stakes stuff and we should have a ruling on, on these emails and arising out of that, whether they're refused or released, um, the, the, I think the investigation will speed up then after, after this judgment. Yes. And it does underline, um, the importance of journalism, good journalism. And also it underlines the necessity for a newspaper to back the journalists concerned. And, um, the Sunday Times, you did your work, Sunday Times, backed you up. And even though the ins and outs of soccer isn't the most important thing in the world, uh, conducting yourself is. And I know you are a football fan, Mark, and the consequences for Irish soccer of this man's behavior really are, they've no sponsor for their shirts at the moment. Jonathan Hill, an English man who got his job as chief executive said he was moving to Ireland uh, and has subsequently decided that the job can be done very successfully uh, from England. Um, I'm not sure if the English FA would uh, accept a chief executive living in Ireland, but that's another question. But as you say, the consequences for Irish soccer have been very serious. And although he did in the end become a figure of fun, it's not funny. No, no, and as you say, like what what Delaney was doing for so long was kind of masking the the the, the financial hole in the FAI, you know, and and stopping that being um, you know exposed and you know hiding that fact that in football money was being drawn away from grassroots football. Yes, you know he was doling out these five grand, ten grand checks when he was visiting you know on his two thousand three hundred trips around the country. You know, and yeah, yes, he kept he kept a tab, and like, you know, what we found out since is that you know the FBI is really struggling to honour these uh, commitments, and you know a lot of these big national programs weren't funded, and money was drawn away from them to pay off the debt. So at least you know when Delaney left, we were you know it was a jaw dropping to see the scale of the FBI's debt. But at least you know we were able to come to terms with it. The government did come in, and you know 
doubled the amount of money that they were paying the FAI. Yes. Gave them an interest-free loan to cover the Aviva payments, um, you know, to keep the Aviva running, uh, the, the stadium there with the IRFU. And you, know, we, as you, it's funny, like Noel Mooney, who who was one of the inter, many interim CEOs, came in after Delaney, and a former FAI executive under Delaney who left in bad terms with him. He's gone to be chief executive in Wales, you know, and I see he made an announcement with them qualifying for the World Cup that all that money uh, that the, the FAA of Wales is going to generate from the World Cup is, is, is going to go back into the grassroots football. You know, and that's yes. just, it's, it's very sad. You can see it from an eye perspective that our team, you know, wasn't really at the races. Um, you know, it's been underfunded for so yes. long, kind of the grassroots bringing through the new level of players. And you see the benefits that Wales are going to get, you know, and it's, it's a virtuous circle when you start qualifying for tournaments like that that Wales have been doing now course, for the last yeah. uh, number of years. Yeah, and, and to have an Irish fan leading them and, uh, and being over there, you know, it, it kind of shows what we should be aiming for as a small, you know, similar-sized uh, football nation. Yeah. Okay, Mark. Well, it was a great piece of journalism originally, and everyone in football really should be extremely grateful to you, and I'm sure uh, they are. We'll get to the end of this someday, but in your new career with the Sunday Independent, we wish you well, and we're very grateful to you for joining us today. We're grateful to Mark, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.